When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. This is one hour of fun from the show this morning. Don't worry, you can still catch the entire show on your favorite podcast app. And you can watch the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba on Blaze TV. Enjoy the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The Rick and Bubba Show. Unpacking a big day today. Making her Rick and Bubba debut, Candace Owens. Uh, we'll visit with us today. Uh, we have uh, tried to get Candace on and been close a few times. But as uh, she is scheduled to be on today. So um, any conversation with Candace Owens is always uh, worth a listen and a look. So that will be happening on the program today. Also, Senator Tommy Tuberville will weigh in on uh, some of the big topics that are going on, including uh, what's happening to Title IX. It was interesting to watch ESPN do some sort of anniversary of Title IX. I'm like, so we're just delusional. Uh, we're just acting like what's happening is not happening. Uh, but uh, we'll talk about that, if you, especially if you have a, a daughter or a loved one that is female. Uh, I'm not a biologist, but I do know what female is um, uh, that, uh, that participates uh, in sports. You probably want to hear, is anybody going to do anything to, to save women's athletics uh, from men competing there? So we'll talk about that. A little bit on the program today. Wonderful Will of Meat is still sitting there behind Bubba, idle and not lit. It has not spun this week uh, so far, so it could spin on the program today, too. Wednesday Bible Study back. It'll be live at noon central on the YouTube channel today, 1 o'clock Eastern, and archived soon after, and available on all of our social media platforms. You'll find those links there for you to look or listen on your own time. Uh, Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy Adler. They've already given you a kickoff hour. Uh, along all the Rick and Bubba platforms. Look right there. Uh, there he sits, the silver-tongued one, uh, the man with a golden voice, professional lunch eaters, man of the year, the inventor of pizza and a cup, Shakespeare's worst nightmare, and the master of the Kang's English. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together for Bill Bubba Bussey! Howdy, Bubba. How about it, Rick Burgess? Friends, neighbors, associates everywhere, and those just glad to be alive, because it is a blessing each and every day. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. You got to rise up. Rise up. Hello, Bubba. Hey, Rick. What's up? Uh, I'm in shock. I mean, every day I come to this show, and I think, well, not today. Uh, there's nothing out there that will surprise me today. I've seen it all. I've heard it all. Uh, and there's certain things that people say might happen. I said, well, I'll tell you what, that right there won't happen. Yeah. And, and I, I, I need to learn to just drop that whole attitude. <laughs> O.J. Simpson has weighed in on Will Smith. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's somebody, it's, is somebody making this up? No. So, um, so anyway, uh, wow. So we'll, we got that coming up. So that's the uh, number one email I got yesterday. Hey, Bubba, have you seen the new Top Gun trailer? I saw that coming yeah, out. Yeah. Uh, was it May twenty seventh? Yeah, but you're not going to let yourself be drugging that. No, I, I'm not going to get overhyped with this. Uh, I, I won't. I won't believe it until I'm sitting in the theater and it's rolling. Yep. One hundred percent. That's the attitude you should have. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and and 
the buildup has been too long. There's no way the movie's going to live Never up to it. Never live up to it. I think some of the footage is probably pretty stunning. But, uh, you know, the original one's pretty good. Yeah. And oh, when yeah. you look at Tom Cruise movies, uh, you, you can debate which ones are the best. And, you know, different people have different ideas. But, I mean, Top Gun's right there at the top for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, You're saying Top Gun's at the top? Yeah, I think so. It's the Top Gun. <laughs> I mean, you know, with a, with a close second risky business, maybe. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know what I say about Top Gun? It gave me top fun. <laughs> uh, but I, I can't get excited because no. we just, we've no. been through this about three times. I no. mean, I, I can't. Yeah. But it, it's some pretty impressive footage if the movie is as good as the trailer. Well, there you but, go again. But but uh-huh. it's, how are you going to no. How are you gonna beat that storyline? Don't do it. And, uh, you know, it's uh, the only hope, and I want you to hear me loud and clear. And you're doing it, so I'm, I commend you. But I just want to kind of come alongside you and be your encourager. Your only hope to enjoy Top Gun, the the reboot or whatever. No, the next one, right. whatever it's, it's called, Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. 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 The only way for you to enjoy that movie is you better drop your expectations to zero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about. It. I want you to think it's going to be terrible because there's no way it's not going to be a letdown. You know, if you don't watch, I, if you don't watch yourself, right? I mean, because it, it it's going to be a letdown. No way it can be as good as them. <laughs> and Greg, you, I can't even believe you're participating. Well, I, I'm. I like it, A, because I'm sure it's got some of the computer stuff, but a lot of it's not. No, it's supposed and to all looks, be shot really It looks stuff. good. Mm-hmm. I like the way it looks. I tell you, he's um, not in it's Val Kilmer. No, he he uh, a small He kind of is. See there. Yeah. That, yeah. Now he's careful here. Be his, real his careful. His picture's on the wall. Hey, be careful playing around with the memories. If you if you look at the trailer, there is a picture <laughs> of Admiral uh, whatever he is in there. I can't there remember his last name. Ice is all I know. Um, ice man. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Tom Cruise has had a lot of good. What was that I, little face you just? You know, seen? he did. He did that thing where he would buy. buy yeah, you know, when commander. He said, yeah. Oh, I've seen you do that before. Uh, we usually oh, something to eat. Right, right. It's usually right after breakfast. Yeah, usually it's a biscuit. Or something. Um, I, I do see you buy it air sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, if it looks like a biscuit, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, way, Mission, not, the Mission Impossible <laughs> series I really liked. To Tom Cruise, it would be hard true. to pick an all-out Ooh. favorite. They're all pretty good. And look, he's probably a bird. He, Rick, he's probably he is a bird. In real what do you mean, probably? Well, yeah. Yeah. Of course, he's a bird. Uh, well, he's well, a Scientologist, but, yeah. but, he, but I mean, he's a weirdo. But he's he a makes, bald eagle. But he makes a great movie. Yeah. yeah. What about Jerry Maguire? Where were you at on Jerry? Oh, good, that's movie. A good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah. My favorite ones. Look, bottom line, yeah. we like Tom Cruise go movies. Ahead, go ahead and fast oh, yeah. forward and, and start. You know, maybe a quarter in. <laughs> but the, uh, I mean, <laughs> the. <laughs> but uh but the good point, good point you know what i forgot thought, about that i completely uh, forgot about of course that. i of course i have it yeah uh, um I, well. I thought rick johnson did a great job in that movie and then that Bubba, he, him, was only Bubba, in the, he was standing in the hallway that launched him into rust <laughs> yeah oh my God. which launched really him did. which launched him into whatever uh, oblivion yeah. 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 Well, I kept, so Bubba loved his performance. I hadn't kept up with him that great. Rick Bubba loved his performance as the guy standing in the hall. <laughs> so, but I'm gonna tell you, you better take your expectations from Maverick and drop them way down. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, go in with low. Yeah. Did y'all ever see Last Samurai? That he did, did not. Yeah. Yeah. I did think not. I did, but yeah. I, I have no recollection of it. All I, I did like was it. I could not, I could not get into it, which is probably your problem. Uh-huh. I could not take Tom Cruise is going to be a samurai warrior. So I could not go to the movie and see it, but I tried to catch it like on cable one yeah, time or something, yeah. but I, I don't remember what happened with it. I have no memory of it. Um, you know, all of his I, movies have that theme that whatever he's doing has a downfall. He was the best at it, and he crashes, and he has to come back. <laughs> Jerry Maguire, all of them. They oh, yeah. all do that. <laughs> they all do that. Right. It's a common thing. Yeah.
Yeah. Now, what about that one when he was in that, that the firm? Yeah, that was good. That was good. I think the opening scene. Few Good Men? The, oh. the opening of the movie Top Gun was probably one of the best. Yeah, 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 yeah good. Just tap the brakes, Bubba. Just, let's, let's look at the trailer when we come back. <laughs> 16 minutes past. More Rick and Bubba coming up. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You talking to Adler? Did he say yes? You can see the trailer, or no? You probably can't. Uh, that that it will that it will take away our archive. Uh, Adler, Adler, where did you roll? Yeah. It just depends on who owns it, because sometimes we'll play a trailer and it'll be fine, and then sometimes we'll play one and they'll be like, "Hey, that no, you no stop, you no stop." Didn't Paramount do this one? Yes. Yeah. So we'll we'll be. They'll take us off. We'll get hammered. Has that been a, tr- a trend in the past? I don't I, know. No, I just think it's such a big. I, I I don't know what I'm talking about. To be honest with you, I what just, if we What know. if we did a quick poll? Because it, it really won't is affect it us. It? We'll move on with our lives. Does the is the audience willing to sacrifice their archive today for us yeah. to watch? What the if we, What if we do this? Have we seen it? Though? I, I shouldn't even say this. Probably, but I don't know. Uh, a lot of this is done with electronic scrubbers. Oh you know, yeah, yeah. And uh, you're right about that. Most of so it. Is. it yeah. Adler, if you'll play it and go to black every 15 seconds for, for two seconds, I think we're okay. Okay, okay. Or maybe do like a half transition where like you guys can see half of it or something. Okay. D- do it and just go to black because I think it takes a little bit longer than that for it to lock onto it. Okay. All right. <laughs> this it's it's gonna, more the audio, this, isn't this, it, though? This is going to ruin you, by the way. What? You're going to be in a yeah. different, uh, like, no, I know, I, your expectations. That's what I mean. That's the point. That's the, we no, don't, we don't want you to get too excited life. about it. For life. For, for just for life. Not for the movie. No. Just for life. Yeah. Okay. All right, we ready to roll? So, what, uh, so audio-wise, you're coming <laughs> out of it, too? Should I cut out of it every two seconds audio-wise, well, too, isn't Bubba? It, isn't that what normally gets us in trouble? I think the audio scrubbers yeah. are pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just right. go to black for two seconds every 15 seconds. Okay. For two seconds every 15. You want me to time it and then do this when you need to go to black? can do it. This and, ought to be enjoyable. And if yeah, it, this is going to be great. You're just listening. It's going to be awesome watching and listening to this. <laughs> I will fill we in. we got to do what that we got to do, boys. defeat the purpose of watching it. I'll cut in every once in a while, and I'll fill oh, in, like, man. sound effects of the jets with my mouth <laughs> so we <laughs> still get the idea. That'll work. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. That's awesome. Here we go. In three, two, one. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Car door's what opening. What do we have here? I think you're going to have to kill them. Fellas, okay, 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 this here's okay, Bagman. Hangman. Okay. Oh, whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? What the heck? The, a man just said, what the heck kind of mission is this? Uh, flying jets. Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they going to get to teach Who the heck are they going to get to teach us more, better stuff? Okay. Yeah. By the way, you, we got to throw some chicken, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Captain Should be the best. Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. We're here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, a.k.a. Iceman. Iceman's he seems to dead. think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. just want to manage expectations. What the heck was that about? Oh, mm-hmm. man. Okay. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> and we're off. Here we go. In three, two, one. One. <laughs>
this May. This May. A movie's coming out. This May. In the combat. On a level no living pilot's ever seen. Explosion. You think up there you're dead. Believe me. My dad believed in you. I'm not going to make the same mistake. Oh! I'm upset about my daddy! Uh oh. Oh, man. Tom Cruise. Oh. Ice uh, Goose. <laughs> Those are your pilots. This is mine! Anything happens to them. You'll never forgive yourself. No turning back now. You're right, Hamzy. I watched it. I stared at Bubba the whole time. Yeah. I, I rarely even looked at the trailer. Right. I think the cinematography looks kind of cool. I think yeah. that'll be neat. Wow. Yeah. And uh, and tastes taste good too. I, I did see a a uh, you know one of the behind the scene things and and the cameras that they've got in the. In the uh, cockpit of those planes, they got all kind of cameras in there, yeah. and they're shooting. Uh, uh, what's the big surround uh, video that you go? Dolby, no, IMAX, IMAX, yeah, IMAX yeah. too. So, mm. well, if we ever get there, it, it looks like you it see has his face. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those expectations. Right. I think there. I, I love. I love hardware. Oh, I know. Let's push yeah. to the. Well, edge. That you don't understand. We're trying to get you from getting too, yeah. too, yeah. too yeah. hopped about it. Yeah. Look, I'm good. Look, let me let me go ahead and tell you some things that's going to happen. Okay. Everybody's going to make fun of the female, and he, and he's going to think, "Hey, you're not up to it." And then all of a sudden, they're going to be amazed how how she has, she's actually even better than all the men, yeah. mm-hmm. and it and girl power, and and man, she's the best of all of them. And we so underestimate her because she's a girl. I'm sorry, the story just keeps giving us new things. I, we we can't move on from the fact that Jim Carrey and OJ are going to weigh in on it. I mean, I can't let that go. Uh, no. So I really don't care what order, whatever you have ready to go. It, 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 do you want to do Jim Carrey or OJ first? OJ's the most bizarre, but Jim Carrey's bizarre too. Yeah, uh, OJ has a terrible take on it, and then Jim Carrey has a good take on it. So do, do we want to do bad take, then good take? I just like the fact that anything involving violence that OJ's commenting on it. Yeah. Uh, so so uh, OJ is going to uh, – he said he thought everybody would just be asking about the NFL rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but listen, once again <laughs> – O.J. Simpson, like, trying to publish a book that says, you know, if I did it, this is how I would have done it, this kind of stuff. Hey, Twitter world. Listen to to O.J.'s statement. Please listen. (laughs) Hey, Twitter world, it's yours truly. I just had to run to a quiet spot. I'm here on that other coast. It is beautiful. Now, I got here thinking spring break was over and I would come and get behind it, but evidently places like Delaware, University of Delaware and stuff, they do late spring break and... They chased me. <laughs> I, I finally got to a place that it's a little quiet. Now, I thought the question I would be getting all day would be the question about the overtime rule of the NFL. Well, you know, I don't totally agree with it because I, I wish they would have done it like they do college, where both teams get the ball from like the 30-yard in and go in. But anything is better than what happened last year. To not see Josh Allen have an opportunity uh, to keep that game going, certainly it hurt me. But the question I've been getting is Will Smith and Chris Rock. Hey, look, it was unfortunate. I I, I think Will was wrong. Uh, look, 
I understood the feeling. Now, uh, in my life, I've been through a lot of crap, and I was raising two young kids, and every comedian in the country had an OJ routine, and don't think I wouldn't want to be slapped a couple of those guys, but you got to accept it's, it's humor, and I didn't even think that was all that egregious. I thought it was a semi-unfunny joke, but I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I know this. After what happened to me in Las Vegas, if I would have done that in front of a billion people watching around the world, they would have given me life without. I'm just saying, hey, take care. Yeah, but OJ, uh, Will Smith has never been accused of brutally murdering people. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I'm glad OJ found a nice, quiet place to talk yeah, right. to us. Yeah, yeah, and Bob, he certainly understands what it feels like to want to go after somebody. Yeah, y'all, <laughs> y'all, you just. Hey, you know. By the way, you know who had a good OJ routine? Chris Rock. Yeah, he did. Do you yeah, remember that? OJ? Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Not, yeah, I'm not saying he did it, but I understand. We so, all remember that. Yeah. yeah. So now Jim Carrey, of all people, is going to tell us that Hollywood is spineless. Yeah. Well, now, will this – will Jim Carrey have to paint another – Yes. Painting over this. Remember during the Trump yeah. years, he was painting these yeah. bizarre yeah. things. Yeah. A paining yeah. in protest. Yeah. Right. If, if anybody else had been painting things like that, the mental health people w- would have went and got them, right? They were yeah. bizarre. Yeah. They were very bizarre. Yeah, he was on CBS with, uh, I believe it's Gayla King, and yeah. she's Gail. doing the interview. That'd be Gail. Gail? Yeah. What'd I say, Gayla? Gayla. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why. Sure. Gail, you got a big party okay. plan? <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> off a minute. Okay. Here's Jim Carrey. What do you think as you watched it unfold and then what happened after? I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless, en masse. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not the cool club anymore. There was some question today about if anyone else had walked from the audience and done that, they would have been escorted out by security or maybe even arrested. The police asked, asked Chris if he been. wanted to file charges. They asked Chris, do you want to file charges? And Chris apparently said, no, he did not. He doesn't want the hassle. I, I'd have, I'd have uh, for, announced this morning that I was suing Will for $200 million because that video is going to be there forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. You know, that insult is going to last a very long time. If you want to yell from the audience and disapprove or sh- show a disapproval or say something on Twitter or whatever, you, you know, you do not have the right to, to walk up on stage and smack somebody in the face because they said words. No, no, I agree. I, I think we all agree on that. I just thought, Jim, that it escalated to that. You know what I mean? That it escalated to that level. It didn't escalate. It came out of nowhere because Will has something going on inside him that's frustrated, and I, I, I wish him the best. I really do. I don't, I don't you know, mm-hmm. I don't have anything against Will Smith. He's done great mm-hmm. things. But that was have not a to- good moment. It cast a, a pall over everybody's shining moment last night. You know, a lot of people worked really hard to get to that place and to have their moment in the sun and to, to get their award for the really hard work they did. And, a, and, a, and it, it is no mean feat to go through all the stuff you have to go through when you're nominated for an Oscar. It's a gauntlet of devotion that you have to do. And, uh, and you know, just it was just a selfish moment to cast a pall over the whole thing. Uh, Jim Carrey is sounding normal again now. Mm-hmm. He said, Jayla, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
I went to the, you know, the, thank you for holding your party, the gala gala. Uh, the, uh, but the, well, I'm confused on who y'all said I'm partying with. I don't get no, that. That's, that's gala, what a party's gala, called, a gala. Called a gala. Oh, gala king, but okay. Yeah, her name's Gail King, but right, what I'm yeah, saying yeah, is, I just so if, Ga- if, if her name was Gala She's and she was having a, a party, joke. it would be a gala now. gala. Yeah, I got yeah, it yeah, now. Yeah, I just missed it. Yeah, right. It was kind of hidden. It was. I mean, it was one of those, it was a little clever. I get it. It was kind of hidden. But I thought everybody had heard of gala. I have. Right. You posted one. Uh, so there we are, Jim Carrey and O.J. Simpson. You see what I'm talking about? It's just a story that just keeps on giving. Yeah. Bubba, Senator Tommy Tuberville uh, is joining us uh, again on the Rick and Bubba show. Uh, so uh, welcome back, Senator. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Y'all got one of them new store-bought uh, studios there. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you like that? You, come on. You have to come down here and see us in person. I do. I got to come see y'all. That uh, look, looks really good. Y'all have come a long way. Well, we're uh, trying. You, we're, we're trying. You know, in, in Alabama, we call this just a little bit swanky. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're fired about it. All right. So we, we got a lot to talk about today. So let's jump right in. Um, Coach, l- l- let's start with the Title IX. Uh, deal. We've had this Leah Thompson thing going on. I, I really, I just can't wrap my brain around the fact that we're letting someone who is a biological male go in, say I'm female, and just dominate women's sport, and the women are not in an all-out uprising about it. It is a big problem that's connected to a bigger problem. We've got 20% of the people in this country, the progressive Marxists that's controlling our country right now, and they're attacking our Constitution. They're attacking God, our Bible. They're trying to change our history through CRT, and they're attacking the uh, nuclear family. They do not want mom and dad to be at home. They want to separate them. They want the government to be able to control your kids. And this is just a, it's not a small part, but you know, I coached junior girls basketball in the seventies when I first got into coaching. And uh, at that time, title nine started the women's groups fought for it tooth and nail. And you know, it's probably one of the few things that this federal government has done right in, in our lifetime. They actually got this one right. Because at that time, three to five percent of the kids, girls in high schools, three to five percent were playing sports. The rest of them were just out there. The Title IX said, hey, you got to have the same budget. You got to have the same amount of coaches, facilities. And since then, now we have over 50 percent of the girls in high schools that are participating in sports, which is awesome. Now we step in and we've got this biological boy who wants to swim and compete in girls sports. It's not fair. Uh, and it shouldn't happen. Hey, I'm, I, that's fine. If he wants to compete, uh, have a transgender uh, section, do something, but do not ruin women's sports. And where are the women's groups that, that we heard just screaming about Title IX? Where are the pro athletes, the women athletes? Where are they? But they're, they're not anywhere because they're all woke. And uh, uh, they're on this uh, Marxist train with the progressives. And Guys, we're in trouble. Uh, we're in trouble because they've got, we've got a president up here that doesn't know what day it is, and uh, they're just pushing him every day to look the other way, and we're going to take advantage of everything we possibly can. Well, Senator, uh, let me ask you this. It, it started, I guess the first time we heard of it was in uh, Delaware at a high school track meet where two guys ran away with all the, uh, the awards and that, and then we heard about the Leah Thomas thing and swimming. Um, 
this is only going to keep going. It's not going to be too long before we have the new home run leader in girls softball is going to be a guy. It's just going to keep on, keep on going. Um, at, at what point does this end? I mean, we're at some. At, if you follow it all the way out, we we don't have women's sports anymore. Well, at, at the at the end of the day, it's an attack on identity. They don't want a she or a he or a him or her. They want an it, uh, and they don't want anybody to be uh, slotted in one certain position. Uh, they want everybody to be the same. And this is coming from the far left. Now, we've got about 30% of the Democrats up here that should stand up and fight this because they actually believe in a lot of things that Republicans and conservatives believe in, but they're afraid to. They're afraid if they don't go along with this Marxist progressive stuff that they won't get reelected. It is sad what's going on up here. It's sad what's going on across our country. Again, uh, you never uh, you never hear anything good up here in terms of what's going on uh, behind the scenes. It's all about changing our country uh, to progressive Marxism, socialism, and uh, we're going to stand up and fight it. And uh, we better go vote next November because right yeah. now we're seeing the uh, reflections of an election uh, a year and a half ago. One more thing on that topic, Senator, before we move on. We we hear about testing testosterone levels and all this. What about back to like eighth grade science where mm-hmm. we we dealt with chromosome XXXY? But I, mean, I, I hate, everything else is window uh, dressing from yeah. that point out. But yeah. but that is the basic building block mm-hmm. of male and females that we can't change. Well, there here here it goes. Now you and Tuberville acting like you're a biologist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. Uh, we're going. We'll probably quit teaching biology in high schools and junior high. Uh, they'll do away with that and come up with some other woke uh, agenda in our government schools. I tell you, I, I'm really disappointed uh, in in our government schools. I call them government schools now. They're not public schools. No, they're run no. by the government. They're run by unions. Yep. And uh, it's a disaster. And and I told y'all when I first got in at, uh, in my election a few years ago that one of the reasons I'm running is because I've been in high schools all across this country. And I've seen the downgrading of our curriculum, oh. of the discipline in our schools, uh, how sad it is. And uh, it really came out during the pandemic when these teachers union says, you know, we don't feel safe if we go to schools. Hey, the first responders went to work and you are a first responder. You're there to teach our kids. If you don't want to teach, quit and get you another job. Go drive a truck. Uh, where you can be by yourself all day long. It, it's just, it's sad. We've got some good teachers and some good schools, but my God, I mean, the animals are running the zoo here, guys. Yeah, well, uh, and, and, and the thing that you think when it becomes illogical, which will take us to a couple of the other things that we want to talk about today, is even when you say, you know, they start this, well, y'all need to drop your Bible, and if you're a person of faith, whatever, we need to follow science, and then you go to science and say, well, science says there's only two genders, and back to what you just said, Bubba, uh, and then they go, well, then, no, we don't want to hear that either. And so you're like, okay, so no matter what we do, you're saying we're going to do what we want to do, and we're going to do this, and we really don't care who gets hurt. We don't care what science says. We certainly don't care what uh, anyone's faith conviction says. We just want to do what we want to do, and we want there to be no limits whatsoever because you even heard you know, um, Bruce Jenner I mean, saying you know, he, he identifies as a woman, and he lives that out in his private life. But he doesn't think that biological males should compete with females because he does understand the science of it. And if they want to do that in their own private life, that's their own business. But, but there has to be some, some logic 
uh, in this lunacy because um, of the obvious things you guys have stated. Another one, we were energy independent, and we just gave it away. And under this administration, uh, talk to us about the American Energy Independence Act. It's a shame what's going on with this. You, you, you know, you can't have a strong economy, a strong country, unless you produce the things that you need. And it starts with energy. Uh, and it affects everything else. Y'all know that. I am getting call after call up here from people across Alabama. Coach, my gas is out of sight. I can't afford to go to the hospital. Our farmers are saying, we, we can only afford about half of the fuel that we afforded last year. Uh, we can't plant as much crop because we cannot afford the fertilizer coming in because it's gone from $4,000 a load to $14,000 a load. Good and it all starts with energy. And folks, if we if they don't wake up up here, they are fighting us tooth and nail. If this president doesn't wake up and from his stupor or whatever he's in and say, what have we done to our country? We can't make it. We can't make it by somebody else's fuel. I tell you, we had a, a, a hearing the other day with a, uh, a guy that runs the uh, trucking association across the country. And I, and I asked him the question, I said, now here we're getting ready to go to 18 wheelers that are run by, by electricity uh, because of all this climate change. And he says, coach, here's the deal. An 18 wheeler could run three hours off the batteries that you can put into a uh, 18 wheeler. Then you'd have to park it charge it for eight hours. And that eight hours worth of electricity you put in that battery would be the same amount of electricity used in 88 homes in one day, 88 homes. Now you think about that. We can't afford to do this. It's not logical. It doesn't work. It doesn't fit into the scheme of things of being able to have a free country. And, uh, but again, this goes back to climate change. They want to, they want to change the world, but here's the deal. National security first, climate second. I, I believe we got to have a great climate, but we cannot we cannot ruin the country and the world because we have these people out there screaming that our climate is going to hell in the handbasket. Senator Tommy Tuberville is with us. We talked about um, protecting Title IX. We talked about energy independence uh, and uh, us giving that away and. Uh, Bubba, I know you had another question. Well, for, we uh, definitely want to get to the time issue. We got to get there. Um, Senator, is it possible because, I mean, nobody likes these prices at the pump, but this administration, is this something that they really want to happen to force people into alternative energy? Of course, we all know we can't do it as quick as what they would want it done, even if we did it. It's going to take a much longer period of time. But is this some kind of... Uh, sick way of making us go to this quicker than we want to? Well, they had a list of what President Trump had accomplished. And if you go back and look at all those that list, good or bad, they've changed every bit of it, every one of them. And just for the simple fact, they couldn't stand the guy. They couldn't stand his policies. They don't like America the way it is. Uh, they all think that, you know, we've got to go to straight electricity or solar. It's not possible. Uh, you, it, you know, there was no organized scheme when, when Biden came they didn't think they was going to win to begin with. And then I don't know how they won, but, uh, you know, I think if they thought they were going to want, going to have a chance to win, they'd put somebody better than, than Joe Biden in, but he's in there now. So, uh, uh, he's running their agenda. And, and, you know, when I first took this job and president Trump was, was in office, gas in Alabama was $1.83. 
Today, at, at average gas, we get these stats every day, it's $4.13. The average price of gas in Alabama is $4.13. It's embarrassing that it should be nowhere close to that, uh, but it's because they have their own agenda of how to run this country and they have no clue of what they're doing. So uh, we're going to have problems. That's the reason we got to go out and vote in November and vote these goofballs out. Senator, uh, daylight savings time oh, Seem, seems logical to us. Seem uh, pretty logical to everybody in the Senate. Y'all got you, you guys. Are you for or against it? Come uh, on. Don't, uh, don't ride the fence. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, listen, I, I want it to stay daylight We've savings time year round. We've been on this wagon for 20 years. Yeah. You got that through the Senate. It seems like everybody agreed on that, Democrats and Republicans. They did agree, yeah. Now it's got to the House, and it's kind of it's kind of slowed up a little bit. I, I know with some of the representatives on the West Coast saying that, well, it won't it won't get daylight till eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Um, where are we at on that? Is there any hope of getting this through? We still got a chance. You know, we brought it to the floor. We got it passed. Uh, we had a lot of Democrats that that were for it. Obviously, in the Senate, uh, it's the right thing to do, yep. especially when we have energy problems uh, as we're having. You got more daylight. You you're in the you're in the home less less. And uh, my phone has rang off the wall. Other than this inflation that we got going on right now in the prices. My phone rang on the wall about this, and it was almost 100%. We are for this, Coach. Keep pushing it. So now it's in the, on the floor of the, the House. Nancy Pelosi, uh, you know, we don't know whether she's going to bring it to the floor. Uh, she'll weigh it both sides and then look what's best for our agenda over here. Uh, and if it's good for the country, we probably won't do it. Uh, but <laughs> if, they bring it, if they bring it to the floor, it will probably pass. All they have to have is 50%. Uh, but the, the key to it is bringing it to the floor and then Joe Biden will sign it. Uh, uh, he's always on daylight savings time, by the way. Uh, and so, uh, <laughs> just, it's just one of those things that That's it's so the right thing to do. We yeah. just got to get enough people to on the, in the house to vote for it. Bubba, uh, we've got this weird, weird world that we be living in. Uh, we have a teacher and teachers that are talking, you know, the DeSantis, ruling that maybe uh, when children are, you know, K uh, preschool and K4 or whatever through what, what does it go to? Maybe third, third grade. Yeah. That may be a discussion about sexuality, uh, not appropriate uh, inside the classroom, probably something parents want to make a decision on. Uh, and, and I say this regardless of what your choices or preferences may be, uh, you're going to hear this teacher that is really upset about this. Now, Babylon B is having a field day about with this with this particular deal, because the whole thing is, you know, the uh, is that the teachers that are upset about it in some of our liberal states, all he's saying is not that this is never going to be discussed. I'm not removing health class when they get older. We're not removing biology. But small children should not be in a classroom being exposed to, uh, you know, people's sexuality and, and the different adult topics, uh, adult yeah. topics and all this. Babylon B., Teachers who insist they're not teaching your kid about sex also weirdly outraged by a man on teaching your kid about sex. Uh, and so, and it shows them all just bullhorns yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. So, listen to what this teacher says. Uh, and it doesn't really matter, but this person, because you, you know this is one of the, the reasons in there, this person happens to be gay. But listen to what the teacher says that they're mad about that they won't be able to do anymore. Now, these are children, is it K4? 
K four through third grade. Where, what's the what's the beginning? Yeah, of, something like that. Somewhere yeah. It, it's yeah, 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 real young. Yeah, yeah. actually, three year olds and up. Okay, even preschool and all that K-3, too. So, K three, third grade. It's through yeah, through third grade. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. like when school starts through third grade is my understanding. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so listen to what this teacher says that they're going to miss. Now keep in mind this teacher doesn't teach anybody. Okay, that's older than third grade. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that that's that's the key to this. Listen to this comment to MSNBC. Yeah, it, you know, it, it's twofold. It really hits hard um, in my heart professionally and uh, personally both. Uh, professionally, it, it truly makes me feel like um, I am not trusted as a professional. Um, I know my kindergarten standards through and through, and um, nowhere in our curriculum does it have anything about um, teaching sexual orientation or sexual identity. Um, so for them to to say that that, that that's happening, um, it, you know, it's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, we should be able to have discussions, and, and that's what we're encouraged to do in kindergarten. And then personally, because, um, you know, my, my kids do have questions. They want to know who the, uh, my partner is in pictures yeah. outside of my classroom, and I should be able to speak to that. So, so do you worry that you won't even be able to talk about your own personal home life? I mean, I, I have a child in kindergarten right now. I know exactly that my, my child has two teachers, one of which has a daughter at home um, and is single. The other is married and has four children. I, I know everything about their lives because my kid tells me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are 100% correct. Um, that's what we do as educators. We build relationships with our kids. And in order to build relationships, you talk about your home life. You talk about what you do on the weekends. That's building community. I It scares me that I am not going to be able to have these conversations with my children because they're going to ask me what I did on the weekend. I don't want to have to hide that my partner and I went paddleboarding this weekend. I, I'm sorry. Uh, if I'm a parent, um, you know, and there's certain things that I, I want to be able to teach my kids and I want to expose them to, or like Joe Biden claims that his dad exposed them to, which was a lie. They love each other, Joey. <laughs> they just, they just, they just showing their love. I, I really don't, really won't when it comes to anything that would involve uh you know spending time romantically with your husband your wife or whoever i don't really want my kindergartner to you don't need to be carrying those conversations with my kindergarten you know a couple of things one right out of the gate uh it has been called the don't say gay bill the bill doesn't say that no it doesn't say it just says we're not going to address these adult issues with children this young Right. And it sounds like that there is an agenda to do that is yeah. the only reason they're upset about right. it. Well, so well, if you're if you don't have some plan where you're trying to form opinions or indoctrinate these young kids, you shouldn't have a problem with it. Right. What about this? I'll go. I'll go this far. And, and, and you know, Adler, you've got a, a young young kid, and and all this is going to fall into this category. Uh, is I don't even have a problem if the person wants to put a picture up there with their partner. And my kid says, "I've noticed you're, you know, you you're with another man." I, okay, yeah, that's true. And and if you want to find out about that, you know, the people have different families. Go home and ask your mom and dad about it. Tell them you saw the picture and go ask them to explain it to you. Uh, not let me tell you what it's all about because I don't know what you're going to say or, where, or how far you're going to go. Adder, you had a comment. Yeah, where does it? Like, who decided it's a, it's a good idea for students? and little tiny kids to know every single thing about their teachers. 
that doesn't make any sense. No. Kids yeah. don't need to know every single little thing about no. their teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they no, need to be I taught. Didn't. It's not about your teachers. It's about the little kid. Teach them about colors and yeah. numbers and, and shapes and how to <laughs> drink out of a cup without spilling. Yeah. <laughs> Who says the, the kids are supposed to know every single little thing? That's not how you gain a no. relationship. You make it about the kid. You don't make it about yourself. Yeah, I never had that experience with my kids in kindergarten mm-hmm. or when I was in kindergarten. The things that I learned about the teacher as far as husbands or wives was my conversations with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. My children didn't have those conversations with them. Uh, my children looked at them, and all they knew that person was was their kindergarten teacher. Right. Period. Well, it, this, it, is, this, this is the woman or man who teaches me. Th- period. This, this all goes yeah. back again to what is the government school for. Right. It, you're supposed to be learning reading, writing, arithmetic, history, but like the senator said early, I think it's just that crazy driven left that wants to change everything. Yep. Nothing can stay the same. We got to change everything. We got to change history. We got to change the way we're going to teach you math. We got to change the way that we're going to address family. I mean, it's just everything we got to change. Right. And, and they do not live under the guise of just let people do what they want to do. No. No, they no. want you to do, they want the world they prefer while telling you, you can't tell them. To live in the world you prefer. It's right. totally hypocritical. And, and if you don't think that's enough, uh, video five. Now the Disney corporate president, Carrie Burke. I'm telling you, man, it's a tough time to raise small children. The the, pla- the places you thought you could go and just have some great family entertainment. Uh, Walt Disney must be rolling in his grave. That Disney should just stay in the business of a family place for everybody to go and they don't have to come out and make a comment on anything, even the things I agree with and wish they would talk about. Uh, I don't want them forcing anything. Just, just can you offer children entertainment? Well, uh, the Disney products have already started to change uh, to that agenda that Bubba's talked about. Uh, give a listen to the corporate president on what she hopes is coming up with the future of Disney products. And here we go. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually, um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child, um, and and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations and um, I feel a responsibility to speak, um, not just for myself, but for them, um, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where, um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. This and is I Disney. Went, what? I, that can't be true. And I and I and I realized, oh, it it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and and not have to be about gay stories. 
Can, can you tell me how the lead character in a cartoon is going to be a gay character but never really talk about it? <laughs> yeah. uh, if they didn't talk about it, we wouldn't have a problem. Here's with an it. idea. If they you don't know? talk about it, I guess you yeah. can make the character be whatever you want. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. Why, do, why does the character in a lead anything have to fall under a definition of this or that yeah. from a sexuality standpoint when that ain't really part of the story? No, it's really not. How about this? The last time I checked, this is a talking animal. Yeah. I, I mean, I, just I, let I, it be what I, it is. I guess it could just be a talking animal. Mm-hmm. And if your family wants that talking animal to see the world one way, fine. Uh, I, I just like to see, you know, that animal, you know, go off a waterfall in a bucket, you know, with, yeah. with, with, with the, the normal yeah, stuff. It, yeah. mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's Get thrown uh, in the briar patch. Yeah. yeah. I mean, good gracious. Do you hear this, though? This was Disney. Mm-hmm. What yeah. you just heard was not a cable channel. <laughs> no. It was this is it's not Hugh Hefner's group or something. Yeah. And they and they say we're going to be sure there's more of this in our programming, as if there's a demand for it, just because of of, of a movement. But until those theme parks start being empty, and before until these movies start tanking, which I think the movies probably will, nothing's going to change. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Well, we've been waiting on this opportunity. Uh, and excited uh, today, it is finally happening. We get an opportunity to talk to Candace Owens. Candace, welcome to the Rick and Bubba show for the uh, for the debut. Glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's been a long time coming. I know it's been on your bucket list as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we are excited to have you here. Candace is going to be speaking. Uh, 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 we, the show is uh, in a lot of places, but we are based out of Birmingham, Alabama, about an hour north of uh, Montgomery, the capital of Alabama. And Candace will be speaking at Faulkner University, the benefit dinner, great university, on October the 6th. Uh, coming up this fall, and those tickets are available now. We've got that in show notes at faultner.edu, and, of course, these proceeds go directly to student scholarships. So Candace um, is also the author of Blackout, the New York uh, Times bestselling book, uh, and, of course, founder of Blexit Organization. So, um, Candace, uh, we want to start. Did you know that you and Bubba actually are connected in a strange way? Um, I did not know that. What is it? Do we have the same birthday? Have we named our child the same thing? What is it? Tell well, me. Well, we we, ha- we have several common friends, but uh, David Nasser is a big fan or a big friend of, of Rick and, and mine both. And uh, understand he, he actually performed your wedding ceremony. He did. I did not know that. He did. He married me and my husband in Charlottesville, Virginia. And he also, ironically, He's now just moved to Nashville, and we moved uh, to Nashville oh, wow. just before him. So we'll be able to see him much more often now. Well, next time you see him, ask him about the time that he was almost arrested with Bubba from the Rick and Bubba show at the U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Were you guys trying to scalp some tickets? Well, one of us was, and it wasn't me. Uh, we were uh, we were actually looking for tickets, but uh, not not necessarily familiar with the local laws on that outside. Right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it uh, there was one point that David was running against the grain of the people going in, screaming, "Run, run!" And I was like, "Why do I need to run? I'm not the one trying to buy tickets." That's funny. <laughs> yeah. These these are wicked untruths that you're telling about my good pastor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you you bring up Rick and Bubba to Nasser, and and I promise you, you're I, gonna get a lot of stories. You're gonna get a lot yeah. of stories. So 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 small world. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, you know when the when when the things that you have tried so hard to communicate, and of course we're living in a time now where 
uh, you know, the freedom of expression is is under under attack, and you know, we only believe it should be allowed to certain points of view. And and you have been the target so many times. Wow, the target. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and you know, I mean, people now, all, you you go out there and go, well, look, if I say this, this, and this, I got to be careful what I do this and how this and let's do that. So tell me about, I mean, the difficulty. I know, like uh, my wife and I, we have been very outspoken on some things, and we've come under attack before. And 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 I know that as as a, in a marriage, I mean, there's been many times that I've come in and said, "Look, you you read the comments, didn't you?" You know, we almost have a rule. Look, if we have something that people are after us, just don't <coughs> read the comments because people can be so wicked. Tell me what the, has been this dynamic. You talk about you and your husband. I know from him, you know, being a protector of his wife, not in not in a Will Smith way, but but in, in a very traditional way. Uh, how how difficult has this been to to receive such backlash in in, in your in your life? Uh, you know, it hasn't been that difficult, and I, people are always amazed when I say that. And I think one of the number one questions that I always get is, you know, where do you get your courage from to deal with this? And I always say that a better question is to ask where I get my happiness from. Mm. You know, I don't get my sense of self from the Internet. I don't get, you know, ideas about who I am or what I represent in this world from headlines and, you know, clicks and likes. And I think one thing that really benefited me is that I kind of found this exposure and publicity and fame at a later age in life and not when I was younger. So I was just a more well-formed person. Um, and I was very certain, and I, I remain just very certain of who I am every single day. And uh, that certainty is so strengthened once you find the right partner. And it just really goes back to, and, and you know, Falcon University is a Christian university, but, you know, it just, it just goes back to the Bible, the basic things, you know, family, faith, and, and freedom. And so for me, having a family that's so intact and knowing that I get my, my happiness from at home and that every single day that's where my source of happiness is going to come from, you, it, it becomes unshakable. It's, it's not for the world, right? So um, I think that's been the biggest contributor. As I say to people, I'm genuinely happy. And, of course, it helps that my happiness genuinely upsets the people who hate me so much, right? They just can't, they can't figure it out. We've called you so many names. We've said terrible things. We've written headlines about you that aren't true. Why are you still smiling? Um, and it's because it was never available for them to take. Candace, you, you're such a, a strong, outspoken speaker for conservative values, what I would consider the American way, but you haven't always been that way. Uh, tell us a little no. bit about your, your transition into conservative values and, and what brought that about and, and what, what brought on that change. Yeah, you know, it's I, I wrote about this at, at length in my book, Blackout, because uh, I wanted people to know who I was and where I came from, because it sort of, for a lot of people, felt like I came from no, you know, out of nowhere. Um, and really, the answer is my grandfather. Um, fortunately, even though I wasn't politically uh, Republican or conservative, I was raised very conservatively by my grandfather. Um, and he just was a kind of no-nonsense you know, man from the South, uh, born and raised in, in North Carolina during the time of segregation, always worked because he had to, obviously, and, you know, was working since he was five years old. And, um, you know, I, more of what I learned was caught and not taught. I just saw him and my grandmother in a very functional relationship, how happy they were their entire lives. My grandfather never complained about anything. He, he just thought that the ability to be able to work and to contribute was the ultimate blessing in life. Um, and he placed nothing above his family. And growing up in his household, and we, we had to read the Bible, uh, you know, every morning around the breakfast table, I was so resentful of that conservative nature. 
And when I got out of his house, I went the exact opposite way, right? Mm-hmm. So I was super liberal. I wasn't politically liberal. I never had voted before. I, you know, I, I will always be remembered as a Republican voter um, unless the Republicans do something crazy. But I was, I was um, you know, spiritually liberal. I kind of believed in all the nonsense that liberalism represented freedom um, and that all I had to do was let go and go with the world. And ultimately, very quickly, it made me miserable. It made me miserable. I had nothing of substance in my life. You know, when you're chasing these things that don't actually provide you with any value, uh, it, it shrinks you as a person on the inside. Um, and, you know, when my grandmother died, and, and it's a much longer story, when my grandmother died, I kind of had that wake-up call that I hadn't really been happy since I had been in their household. And I did a complete 180 and kind of went back to my roots, really. So I um, very largely contribute who I am today to all of those early seeds that were planted by my grandmother and my grandfather. Yeah, and that's the part, and you've talked about this. You've made this point. I don't understand why more people haven't come to the same conclusion. Uh, and you talked about this a lot in, in Blackout, and you talk about it with your organization on on how if you're black, you have to be a Democrat. But then when you look at how, right. how Democrats have treated black people throughout time, now they have conveniently washed their history away, but no one else can. Um, you know, if you really go by their rules that whatever you've ever done in the past is still who you are today, I don't know why they're still claimed as the party of the black people. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and you've talked about this before, yeah. but, but I'm white, so I can only see it, they say, from a certain angle. But I am logical. I, I can see if, right. some, if something hasn't worked for you, why do you continue to cling to it? And, um, and, right. And, and, I mean, I think it's Einstein's definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. <laughs> yeah. and, and doesn't it feel disrespectful for any organization to say you belong to us no matter what? Yeah, that's right. And I think what people have to realize is that what you're dealing with is a mass brainwashing more than anything else. Um, and that you can see that looking at how COVID has happened, right? You've got people double masking in their cars by themselves, even when they don't have to. Um, And so the ability of the mainstream media plus the public education system uh, to form people's minds is very real and very relevant. We don't talk enough about the effects of propaganda. We don't talk enough about the impact of a Department of Education that has been intent intent upon teaching uh, children, first and foremost, that they can undermine their parents, yeah. right, that family structures are not something that they need, um, that, you know, what, that's where I learned it. You, be freer in the world. This will, this will produce more freedom. Take off your clothes on the Internet. You'll feel better for this. Sleep with tons of men. I mean, these are really the things that kids are learning, not at home, but in the classroom, yeah. right? So you've got 18 years. I mean, if your kid goes to the public school system, you've got 18 years of brainwashing that has to be undone. And really the only way to undo it is when they meet up with reality. They get out into the real world and it turns out that, you know, holding a picket sign is not going to pay the bills, right? right? Yeah. Saying that you understand 37,000 genders is not going to make somebody hire you because you, no, one, no one's paying you for that. No one's calling, um, you know, a, a gender major, someone with a gender <laughs> degree, you know, when their house is on fire, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And so these people become very bitter and very angry and they don't understand why they, they've done everything the way they were supposed to do, and they're not successful. And ultimately, that is what turns them into little Marxists, and it makes them hate their country. And then they go, okay, well, it must be the fault of, and it becomes very easy to say, the white man, 
the rich man. And because it's easier to understand that and point the blame, it's much harder to examine yourself internally and realize that you've really been deluded your entire life. It's a hard observation to go through. I went through it. It sucks, but I recommend it 10 out of 10. You know, <laughs> go through it, realize yeah. that you got things wrong and be, be willing to change. You, you know, too, so James, just, just from a negotiating standpoint, if I'm going to be in a group of any type, okay, and you, you can make this group fit in whatever yeah, mode whatever you want is. to, yeah. it, if I'm trying to better my group, my position, if I'm representing them, it seems to me that I would negotiate with the two sides to see what's the best deal I've <laughs> right, got right. as opposed to just being all in with one group yeah. who is going to now – assume I'm going to be with them no matter what I do, I'm not really bettering my cause. You know, and I never really understood that from a marketing standpoint. Uh, if you're going to identify as a group, why they didn't play each side against each other to get a better deal, which they haven't done. Right. I know it, it's entirely true. And I, but I do think right now we are at the brink of an awakening. Uh, and I say this globally, all yeah. across the board, there seems to be something happening and you can you can sense it even in the desperation of those that are in control to maintain that control, right? We are only seeing censorship because they've lost control of the narrative, because independent voices like mine and so many others that have popped up on YouTube have been able to actually persuade people yeah. um, and to make them realize things they hadn't seen before. They no longer have that stranglehold on culture and on conversation that they've had for so long, and that's in large part due to the Internet, and that's why they're going, oh, wait, suddenly we need fact-checkers and we need censorship right. and we need to take away platforms. Um, so all of these things that seem bad, I always say, is really just a symptom of their desperation. Um, and it, I think especially that the parents, above anything else, after COVID have had a massive awakening yeah. about the pollution um, of the, the public education system. Uh, and I think, I think we're on the brink of, of, huge, change, of huge change. Well, that's good. Candace, thanks for taking time to be with us. It's good to hear some good news. That's that's uh, something positive. And we hope you'll join us again. Yeah, we let's, don't, let's don't make this the last time. Uh, thanks for Absolutely. taking time. Yeah, I will, guys. Thanks, Candace. CandaceOwens.com. We got that in show notes. Don't forget Faulkner University. The benefit dinner is coming up on October the 6th. Get your tickets now at faulkner.edu. And we also have the phone number and show notes at rickandbubba.com. Thanks for listening to the Daily Best of Rick and Bubba. To catch the entire show and for all things Rick and Bubba, go to rickandbubba.com, spell out A. Lord willing, we will catch you on the next edition of the Rick and Bubba Show. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.